It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Right, let's get on to uh, better things. And there was some very, very good rugby played over the weekend and Super Rugby. Uh, the competition, just as it needs to be, is hotting up at the sharp end. And it's uh, some quality coming through from a lot of quality individuals, including uh, the man that uh, is with us now, Tony Johnson. Of course, uh, never lets us down with his calls, uh, his expertise, and the way he can uh, get up and down for the occasion uh, is one of his great traits. And uh, this uh, was a weekend where... Said goodbye to Aaron Smith in Dunedin in dramatic fashion as Falao Fakatava stole the victory in the 17th, 9th minute, selling the dummy in a big way that made Aaron jump for joy. Meanwhile, the Blues, the Chiefs, and the Crusaders were all rolling to kick us off now. TJ is with us. Uh, TJ, happy Monday morning to you, sir. Morning, Smithy. It's interesting, you know, we had some people come into the box on uh, Saturday night. They'd, uh, it was a charity thing. Uh, some people from Bailey's and they'd paid some money to have a big tour of Eden Park. And one of them asked me, you know, we were chatting about doing commentary one of them said about streakers and i said well our policy is we ignore them and i, I use pretty much the same expression that you just did and i actually raised the question are we the only country in the world where this actually happens where you get the, these sort of idiots running on the field i don't i don't it, it long since ceased to be amusing to me i know i know it amuses some people but it, to me every time i see it it's just embarrassing mate well that, that's the thing for me tony they're idiots they are complete nutter idiots but they are uh, and their intellects are so low that they enjoy the applause and the and the you know the backing from certain sections of the crowd. They, they think they're yeah, heroes, yeah. Uh, you know, and that well, is half they, the problem they, all to me. All they've done is that they've really damaged the cause, and you know, people are now saying that that you know Napier, which to me is a place I always love to go to watch sport, and I've watched cricket there and rugby and other sports over the years. It's just going to damage the hopes of that happening again. You know, again going to Napier again for the Warriors. Yeah, as I said, um, uh, Cameron George, and I can tell you, Cameron George Cappy, um, the, the, the Warriors uh, aficionado, were thrilled at what they saw. The lining up of the fans, TJ, I've never seen it. Uh, I, I imagine back in the Shield days in the 60s, it was like that. They were lined down the yeah. streets, both all the streets surrounding yeah. the ground, trying to get in. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that in all my time here in the Bay. Um, and then, the, of course, we talk about we have to talk about this, which is a shame. But let's uh, let's talk about the rugby because you're very much part of it. And the Highlanders uh, winning just at the right time, but just in time over the Reds in Dunedin. Yeah, there was something almost symbolic about it, wasn't it? The game started off being very much a salute to Aaron Smith, and ended up being a nod to the future with Falau Fakatava. Uh, he, he's a brilliant young player. He, he's still got a, a, f a fair way to go in terms of his ability to manage a game, to control a game. But there's no doubt the brilliance is there. And, and he showed it at the end, the way he took that opportunity. It, it really is one of his trademarks. In between times, I, I'd have to say, uh, I thought they were a bit lucky, uh, particularly with the second to last try that they scored. Uh, there was a, a fairly strong hint of a forward pass that I, I, I'm not sure whether they checked it or not. But to, to me, they might have got away with one there. But again, they just showed that typical, traditional Highlanders' grit and determination to hang into the contest to keep bashing away and score a win that, that does keep them in the hunt. Um, only just, they're still going to have to probably 
get some points at Eden Park to have a chance of staying in the top eight. But it keeps them alive, and it means uh, you know we we are going to see we'll see Aaron Smith one more time in, in Super Rugby at least. Mm, they will. Um, he, he, there's a headline this morning on stuff that says Smith tells Fokatava the Highlanders can be your team now. Can they? Oh, absolutely. As I say, he, he's still got some development to go in his game. You know, talking to people who've coached him, that, that's the thing that, you know, he, he's got to work on, the tactical awareness. But the brilliance is there. Uh, he's got a lovely pass. He's quick. But that ability, and, and we're, we're seeing it a bit more this year, particularly with the change to the laws that enables um, the halfback a little bit more uh, time and space at the, at the base of the scrum in particular with the opposition halfback not allowed to come out. We, this is the year where we've seen halfbacks running more. Uh, Cameron Roygaard, for example, to great effect with the Hurricanes. And, and so that's tailor-made for a guy like Falau Fakatawa. But it, it's his ability, not just from the scrum, around the ruck. Uh, to, just to spot an opening and to back himself to go for it. No question. He, he's been learning from the best, and if he can continue to develop his game, then, then the, the future is huge for him. Crusaders 42, Waratahs 18. Um, scoreline, I think, was predictable, and I guess the way things are going this season, uh, so was the, was the injury count again. David Harvey is there. Um, uh, Cullen Grace and uh, Leah Wheelie, we are also injured, injured over the weekend, Tony. When is it going to stop? And John Huff, oh, what a story. Yeah, yeah. Look, they were untroubled. Um, you know, that was a, a really good performance. They controlled the game. Uh, the, the, there's good news. I mean, to see Sam Whitelock back from that injury and in really good form. Ethan Blackadder, they tell us, just around the corner from coming back. Will Jordan uh, signing on till 2027. That is brilliant news because he's one of the most exciting players in the game. And Johnny R4 at 39. Uh, I believe this makes him the oldest player to have played Super Rugby, that he actually eclipses Brad Thorne. We never thought we'd say that. And, and, and just the joy on his face at being back. Uh, the interviews that he gave like, during and after the game, you know, the guy was just, um, he just seemed so happy to be there. And the, and the word is that, that Auckland are trying pretty hard to get him into their NPC team as well uh, for the interview. So that's, that's all the good news. Um, the bad news, yeah, David Harvey hamstring, we know how tricky they can be. And Cullen Grace, who's just had such a wretched run of luck with his uh, injuries, you know, he came back from a pretty serious one. He'd been playing really, really well, starting to get himself back into the all-black frame. But when they start talking about kneecap injuries, uh, they're, they're very rarely uh, are they, you know, a, a one-week job. So you've just got to have fingers crossed for those two. I suppose we'll find out in the, in the next few days. But uh, Havili in particular, they won't want to go into the playoffs without him because uh, twofold. Firstly, you know, the, the, the things that he brings just as an individual, his own skill set, but also the way he uh, just takes a little bit of a load off Richie Moonga. Uh, you know, decision-making, kicking, those sorts of things. To me, Richie Moonga always plays better when David Havili is outside him. And so that's going to be the biggest concern, I think, out of those. Right, let's get to uh, the game which you uh, called with uh, Mills and KT at uh, Eden Park, 36-25. Not sure, well, you know, time is a long thing, but Tony, what a, an individual performance. But what a, I've seen people score four tries before, but not in such a unique fashion that Mark Talia did in those conditions. Yeah, you start thinking to yourself, I need to find another word here. I need to find, I need mm. to find another adjective. 
um, you're, you're right. Uh, and just looking at his match stats, and I, I, I know, uh, you know, you know, people pluck stats out of the air for everything these days. But I did have a look. Uh, he got the ball ten times. He beat ten defenders. He made four clean breaks, scored four tries, and got in a nice offload as well. So uh, you know, he, he managed to find different ways to score his tries. You, you just get the feeling now, every time he gets the ball, the, the, the way you know a, a little play had broken down a bit picked up a loose ball and I think it made the comment anything could happen here well he just it was like the the, the sea parting he just carved up the middle mm. and three or four players who thought they might have had him, had him covered didn't get a finger on him um, and then the last one too that the scoop up on, on, on wet conditions uh, you know someone likened that to the sort of thing that Rapini Thalthau used to do in the rain um, remarkable yeah look there's, there's still sometimes uh, the, the defensive play there's the odd slip there but, but to me, this is a guy who just inked himself into the World Cup team. I, I totally agree. Uh, absolutely there. Um, Hurricanes, what did you make of, of their performance? They hung tough for as much as, a, as they could? Yeah, I think both teams did pretty well to keep each other in the game at times. Um, and, and yeah, and with Adi Savia, as always, you know, we, you know, so much has been said about him over the years, but just that ability to come up, do something really heroic, and, he, he, you know, like Talia, he, he sort of influenced in, in, in different ways, whether it was a, you know, a, a much-needed defensive turnover at a, at a ruck or just coming off the back of the scrum to throw a beautiful pass, uh, you know, reminiscent of his days, I believe, when he was uh, played at centre for Rongatai College, Smithy. Uh, so mm. yeah, he's got that skill set. Um but, but in the end, you know, a, a game that they, they desperately had to win, they were not helped again. Their, their line-out has been a real issue the last couple of weeks, and they'll have to sort that out going into the playoffs, um, just losing ball off their own throw. That, that's been a, a, a key factor in the last two weeks. They're now in a situation where uh, not only would they uh, have to beat the Crusaders this week, but they'll probably need a result or two to go their way if they're to get into the top four. And that home semi, a quarterfinal that their fans at Sky Stadium would so dearly love to have. It was always going to be tough going. A brutal second half schedule for the Hurricanes. To me, I think they've done a great job to get themselves into the into the middle of that playoff zone. But uh, in, in in the end, uh, just it, the difference between the two teams was the brilliance of one player. Not the greatest night uh, conditions-wise, TJ, but you're a little concerned, well, not often we talk about it, concerned about the goal-kicking overall. I mean, um, Geordie missed a couple, uh, Stephen Patafet, a rare appearance from him. Uh, they could have been crucial in the mix, but a little bit of concern there, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing, too, that cost them. I think uh depends how, however you look at it. Do you count the, the, the kicks that they didn't take at goal? Uh, or just the ones that they did take at goal. If you count the ones that they did take at goal, they left 12 points on the tee. You could argue that it was 15, 16, you know, from kicks that they, they didn't take, um, you know, penalties that, that might have been kickable. So, yeah, look, I think you just put that down as, as an off night. He, he certainly didn't look very happy at the end of the game, Geordie. Uh, Brother Bodie's sitting upstairs in the, the comfort of the, uh, the sponsor's box, uh, celebrating his 32nd birthday with his family up there. I think he would have been the, the happiest member, member of the Barrett family on, uh, on, on Saturday night. And, yeah, but look, you know, we know what Geordie can do uh, with, you know, off the kicking tee. He, he just had a bad night. Not the easiest of conditions to kick. I, I wouldn't be, you know, 
sounding too many alarm bells at the moment. It was just not a great night at the office for a, for a guy who we know is a very, very good player and a very good goal kicker. Uh, and just uh, finally, in terms of the New Zealand sides, um, we know how hard it is to go to Canberra, how long it takes, in fact. But uh, the Chiefs, 31, the Brumbies, 21. Uh, earmarked the performances of a side that can genuinely win this competition. Yeah, Smithy, I reckon 31-21 is almost misleading. Uh, you know, a 10-point margin, to me, the Chiefs were more than a 10-point better side. Uh, I, I thought... Yeah, the, 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 the Brumbies, they, they managed to close the gap towards the end, which gave the score a more respectable look to it. And, and they started pretty well, too. But in between, the Chiefs absolutely dominated this. I, you know, led uh, by uh, Luke Jacobson, had his best game of the season. Just a little reminder, when there's so much debate about, you know, the all-black loose forward makeup, uh, you know, that... that, that style that he's got a running with those sort of hunched shoulders it's very deceptive he's very hard to stop once he gets a roll going and uh through a, a nice dummy too on, on his way to the try line and of course there's two coming on for, for brad weber had an outstanding game they kind of led the attack but to me that the key to it was their defense first of all they spiked uh, the brumby's biggest gun uh, some would say their only gun oh, i think that would be a little bit harsh but their line out drive they hardly made a meter off their line-out drive. Uh, Clayton McMillan, Brody Retallick, Sam Kane had obviously done their homework. They knew exactly where to defend it, and they just nullified it completely. So that was the other thing. And also their, their tackle completion. I mean, you look at some, Sam Kane leading the way, and I just thought the way he conducted himself, the post-match interview, just reminded us of, of why he is the captain of the All Blacks. Uh, 20 tackles, just the one miss. Uh, Jacobson, 17 tackles. Uh, just the one miss, uh, one a turnover, score to try. Uh, the defence was, was what, to me, a, allowed them to control the game because the, the Brumbies just simply weren't able to create enough opportunities to threaten them. That was a comprehensive performance. Uh, absolutely secure now at the top of the table. They can do what they like with this last game against the Force and, and, and go back to Hamilton and know that they will be there in Hamilton as long as they are in the competition. Tony Johnson, as always, uh, fantastic to hear your summation of uh, the weekend. Um, and uh, you have a terrific week, uh, TJ. Thanks for your time. Oh, pleasure, Smithy. Good on you, mate. Thank you.